Ever catch yourself eating the same flavorless dinner three days in a row? Dreaming of something better? Well, HelloFresh is your guilt-free dream come true, baby. It's me, Kiki Palmer. Let's wake up those taste buds with hot, juicy pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Mm. Hello Fresh. Stop dreaming of all the delicious possibilities and dig in at HelloFresh.com. Let's get this dinner party started. A lot can happen in three years, like a chatbot may be your new best friend. But what won't change? Needing health insurance. United Healthcare Tri Term Medical Plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget friendly coverage that lasts nearly three years in some states. Learn more at uh1.com. Hello, thank you so much for tuning in to this week's Food for Thought, a podcast on a mission to equip you all with the latest evidence-based advice that you need to live and breathe a healthy lifestyle. I'm Rhiannon Lambert, registered nutritionist, best-selling author of Renourish, A Simple Way to Eat Well, soon to be author of The Science of Nutrition out December the 30th, 2021, and founder of Retrition, London's leading private nutrition clinic. In each episode, we are going to be joined by guests, all of whom are experts in their field, so that together we can all learn fact from fiction and empower the healthiest and happiest versions of ourselves with our trusted expert advice. No matter where you're from or what you do, I think everyone loves music. It's so powerful. It can influence the way that we think, um, how we feel, and behave like few other things in life. I know that music has been a huge passion for me and is something that can help people through even the darkest times in their life. So this week's Food for Thought sees tenor and actor Alfie Bow and I explore the incredible power music can have on us. Hello, Alfie. Hello, how are you, Fiona? <laughs> I'm really well. I was just reminiscing back to my 17-year-old self first meeting you and, to be honest, being absolutely terrified on stage when I think you... Because I think we were singing a duet and it was Tonight from West Side Story and you you were proper, you know, obviously you're a professional and you were acting (laughs) through it and you took my hand and I was thinking, this is... In my head, I kind of froze. (laughs) So I probably seemed... took your hand because I was scared as well. So oh, <laughs> See, ever the gentleman, Alfie, ever the gentleman. Um, <laughs> I think it's been, obviously, connecting with you after such a long time is incredible. And I can't thank you enough for giving up your time to chat to us all today. Because I think, I mean, music has a huge impact, doesn't it? It's powerful. And, I mean, you've seen that, haven't you? How it can really touch people. Absolutely, yeah. I mean, I, I, the amount of people that come up to me and say that, you know, you were my uh, my mother's favourite singer or you were my father's favourite singer, we have all your mm. records, we we love it when you sing Bring Him Home, blah, 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 all this. And it's, mm. it's wonderful to hear because sometimes you don't see, you know, you don't see the impact that you have when you do a concert or when you read, when you make an album or mm. um, if you do a TV show or, a, or anything like that, you don't really see the immediate impact it has on people, on your fans. 
Mm, I mean, I mean, you've worked at this. I was saying before we actually came on to record this now, we we're saying how long you've grafted to get to where you are now, because I think the industry that you're in, Alfie, has huge highs and also incredible lows. And yeah. I guess, do you have any secrets to managing those expectations at all? Um, I don't think there's any secret to it. I think it's just a um, just a, a, a case of being passionate about what you do. Um, it mm. makes me want to drive and to pursue different avenues and to um, excel and just keep keep growing, really, keep going as, as long as I possibly can to to help help my yeah. fans, help new fans, help people get through their lives because, you know, music is powerful. Music does help you through a lot. You know, your sad times, your happy times, your, you know, and, and, you know, a bereavement, whatever it is, you, you, the music is so powerful to be able to stimulate your emotions and, and help you grow yeah. and live your life. I completely agree. I think it's a, an amazing coping tool. But like you say, it's just so much more than just something you use for one specific emotion. It crosses so many boundaries. And... I mean, you came from a family of nine as well, and I'm wondering what it must have been like to have been a sibling of nine, first of all. How on earth do you get heard amongst <laughs> amongst so much noise? I, I mean, maybe that's also what's given you such a drive and the persistence that you have today. Yeah, I mean, I was always, I was the, uh, I think I was always thriving for attention in a big family of nine, you know, you want to be heard, you want to be seen, you want to um, be praised for what you do. Um, being the youngest of nine is very different, in a large family, is, is, is very different than being the youngest of, say, one or two in a family. You know, that a lot of the smaller families, the baby of the family gets doted on and taken care of and, you know, mm -hmm. spoiled a little bit, but in a big family, when you be, when you're the youngest and the mother <laughs> has gone through eight children previous, Ooh. you're sort of you're sort of left to your own devices a lot, and and you have to survive in a sense to be heard, and you have to fight for your voice in a way. Mm -hmm. um, but I had a loving family. I have lovely, you know, brothers and sisters, and. You know, we've all gone our separate ways a little bit now and some communication between certain members of the family has, has dissipated a little bit and, mm. and not as not as good as it used to be. Um, but, um, you know, when we, when we are together, we do care for each other despite our differences. <laughs> yeah, and I guess um, food, obviously, I'm as a nutritionist now in my current life, it's... Um, Something that I'm so interested about in a large family dynamic as well. Do you have incredible memories of certain dishes of food or is it very much, you know, you get what you're given um, type of environment no. at the time? must have been hard. It, I mean, yeah, I mean, we, we, were, we didn't come from a very wealthy family, but my father was a working, working man and always provided um, great food in the household. My mother was a wonderful cook. Um, she, you know, she was very wholesome with her food. So it's lots of meat and potatoes, stews, mm. soups, fish, you know, 
mm. gravies, chips. You know, it's always yeah, you know, you know, solid food. Mm. Um, I mean, it just you know. sounds like you said wholesome is the word used. It just sounds very um, down to earth, <clears throat> and actually, cooking from scratch is something that is so. It's almost a dying art, I would say, actually, Alfie, in today's yeah. society. And it sounds like that's really what you grew up with. And do you think it's helped you maintain a fairly positive relationship with food, the start you had? Yeah, I mean, I, I hardly go out to restaurants, really. I mean, I partly because sometimes when I do go to restaurants in London, I get spotted yeah. or hassled a little bit so yeah. but um not hassled but just you know i can't i can't tuck into my steak if somebody wants a photograph <laughs> it'll be cold it'll be cold yeah, by the time exactly. you get to it <laughs> <laughs> but but that's uh, but so now i i i um love to cook myself and you know what i get really excited about going to the grocery store <laughs> i don't know why i get i, I love grocery shopping yeah. i love going and getting great food that I know I'm going to put inside my body and I'm going to just enjoy and feel nourished yeah. and satisfied and and uh, yeah it's a great feeling so I come home um, you know if my kids are with me they'll be either on their computers or I'll play music or I'll put a movie on and, and I'll cook at the same time and, and it's 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 a real event you know it's a real nice moment to be able to have with your kids where you can just prepare food and sit down and together you know and that is lovely so and I think it's yeah. almost like another ritual because I suppose in a way music to you as well almost similar to food in the sense that it's quite grounding I guess music for you as much as it's your career you always knew that you didn't want to be pigeonholed into one category didn't you from the start of your career because you yeah. knew that you just connected with it on a level where you wanted to share so much more than that Exactly. I mean, I wanted to be a, gr a good singer. I wanted to be a solid singer. So somebody told me that to get a really good technique in, in, in vocal studies is to become an opera singer. And that's mm. the pinnacle of, of where you can go technically. And I thought, great, well, if I do that, that will stand me in good stead to tackle anything else that I, you know, that I want to do. Mm. So I did that. I went to music college and I went to the National Opera Studio and then I started working in opera houses and in lots of different productions and and uh yeah it was it was it was a good grounding a good solid base to have a technique in um, I feel but, like I need to stop you there as well and just remind everybody listening that it wasn't just straightforward for you as, oh, I just decided to go to music college because <laughs> I've read that you slept on a park bench for a week because you didn't have enough I money did. in your pocket. Yeah, I, yeah. when I was at college, um, I, uh, yeah, I, I mean, there was lots of people who who struggled through their times mm. at college. Um I was living in an apartment in in the uh, centre of London at, at the time, and we got kicked out of the apartment. I was with three other guys. We got kicked out, and they went off to their relations houses, or somebody had enough money to go and get another place, or one of them went to the girlfriend's house and crashed there for a while. And I thought, hang, hang on a minute, I have nowhere to go. <laughs> and and, um, and it was it was a bit. Because my family were in the north of England, and I didn't want to, I didn't want to give up. I didn't want to um, give up what I was doing in London. I was enjoying my college. I was enjoying my time there, and I didn't want to pack up my bags and have to leave. Um, mm. 
so I did. I sort of roughed it a little bit, and um, and 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 then I was spotted by a friend and a, a colleague at the at the college who who um, uh, was a professor who said like uh, you know let me help you out, and he took me to the counselor, and the counselor got me a hostel. Mm. And I lived there for the rest of the year until I was able to sort myself out financially. Wow! And it was really, a, you know, they said to me, you know, we'll get we'll get you the accommodation, then we'll introduce you to the external engagements office, and you can earn a bit of money this way. So I did, and then I started doing demos for people in recording studios, doing sound checks for people in in concerts. Um, so they didn't have to do them, that sort of thing. Mm. Uh, so I, I sound checked for um, uh, Pavarotti at one point. Oh my goodness! In a, in a, on a on a on stage, wow. um, and then I did. I never met him then, but um, mm. but and then I did a recording, a demo recordings for uh, HMV and for uh, the rock band Queen. Yeah. Um, so I was and I was earning money that way. And then I, my professor sort of put me forward for music, for um, singing competitions. So I started entering competitions and and uh, began to win them and, and bring in a bit of money that way. So I was very fortunate, really. I also had a lot of help from other people and who, who really encouraged me and supported me and believed yeah. in what I believed in my talent. So I, I was, I'm very grateful to... to to people for that um it sounds like you've just uh, it's i think it must be extremely looking back humbling in a way or i guess i'm going to keep using the word with you alfie grounding because i think you're yeah. so grounded as a person and you've Thank always you. offered kindness to others but I, I guess going through what you went through i'm sure a lot of our listeners would just love to know how do you get that mindset the determination to make it work how do you keep going when you've got all these adversities around you 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 somehow you got through um it's a big question <laughs> just as you were saying that the answer was in my head and um it's simply a matter of um throughout all that trouble throughout all those hard times throughout all the stress i've always been able to see uh, and visualize where I want to mm. be. Mm. And visualization is a very strong thing. Um, if I know that I, when I got the job to perform Jean Valjean in Les Miserables, mm. the first thing I visualized was standing on stage at the Auto Arena singing Bring Him Home. And I wow. went through months of visualizing that and visualizing how it would be and visualizing the outcome and visualizing my performance, my presence and the way that I would sing it and the way that I would act it. Mm. And when I, when it actually came around, it wasn't that scary, wow. but it was, it was more spiritual than anything. So I've always been able to see where I'd like to be and see what can happen what could happen, what could be the possibilities of this, what could, and I don't want to give up because I don't want to ever say what if, <laughs> Yeah. you know, uh, what if I hadn't have done that, what if I hadn't have tried this, or what if I hadn't stuck to this, or No stuck regrets to that. with and, you at all, just constant, no, yeah. Just, just keep going, 
you know i've I've gone through a lot of dark times through those years but um but they only make you you know they only sort of make you stronger and 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 uh i think you learn a lot you learn a hell of a mm. lot about yourself you learn a lot about the business you learn a lot about life um mm. it's not always hunky dory but you know it, it can it can be a good one if you believe in the place you want to be in you know if you can so see where you want to be mm. It's incredibly inspiring, Alfie, because I think for a lot of people, you saying, you know, that you you manifested it, essentially. You manifested this entire performance. And I think a lot of people would say with your career that that 25th anniversary performance changed your life overnight. That's, that's how it's been described when I've been looking into. Obviously, I watched it, but, you know, yeah. it's um, incredible to see what came from it. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very... Uh blessed to have been uh, given the opportunity to play that role and to have um, had so much so much um, success from Les Miserables and be associated with it in a major way. Um, I remember singing Do You Hear The People Sing at the age of 14 years old mm -hmm. and singing Bring Him Home in my local amateur theatre and never believed that I'd be part of the show in, in, in the future back then you know but I always I, I did visualize myself even back then and have this vivid imagination of where I would like to be and what I would like to be doing I, I always wanted to be a performer even when you were a my, mechanic it was wanting some, to be a performer <laughs> yeah yeah somewhere in my in my heart it was it was there and it was just waiting to break out and to really inspire me to push and to drive and and because being from the north of England, you are told to get a trade, work hard, you know, get yourself a trade, and then you can go off and do what you want to do. And, mm. um, but I, I never, I was never conventional like that, you know, I never sort of had a conventional life. It was, I always wanted to be different, I always wanted to, and I always felt different. I always felt like there was a different journey for me. Mm. Um, and, and yeah, I used to, I used to visualize it. I used to sit behind my drum kit in my bedroom at the age of 12 years old, imagining I was playing the drums on Wembley Arena, you know, whatever it was, or Wembley Stadium yeah. in front of a big old rock band. And, you know, and, and, and it was, so I was visualizing even back then. So that's something that I've always, I've always done. And I always, I still do it now. Every job that comes across my path, I imagine myself doing it. And if Gosh. it feels good, then it's the right way forward. That's such a, such an inspiring way of looking at future. I guess anything that's a big expectation or a weight on your shoulders as well, perhaps, to manage things in life, just visualise your way through it. I think that's, gosh, yeah. an incredible way of looking at it. And do you I think, think you can... that's... No, go ahead, please. I was just, I was just going to say you can adapt this concept to anything really it doesn't necessarily have to be towards being a performer or standing on stage it can be about whatever you know whatever line of work you're in whatever trials you're going through whatever troubles you have with your family visualize a, an outcome visualize an end uh, a brighter day something that that lifts your heart something that inspires you it might be way down the line but 
but it but it it keeps you going it keeps mm -hmm. you waking up in the morning and getting on with the day and and brushing your teeth and getting back in bed at night and that sort of thing and you know it keeps you going cool fact a crocodile can't stick out its tongue also you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states united healthcare short-term insurance plans underwritten by golden rule insurance company offer flexible budget-friendly coverage for you learn more at uh1.com one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes nice dress uh it's a it's a t-shirt until you tried it on same goes for your health care that's why united healthcare offers a variety of flexible budget-friendly coverage for medical vision dental and more so whether you're between jobs coming off a parent's plan or even missed open enrollment you can find the plan that fits you best find out more about united healthcare coverage at uh1.com that's uh1.com quality sleep is essential that's why the sleep number smart bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature sleep number smart beds let you individualize your comfort so you sleep better together jd power ranks sleep number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in store and now save 50 percent on the sleep number limited edition smart bed for a limited time for J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. That's amazing. And do you have any specific things that you find helps you perform your best or any foods that you eat specifically before you, before you go and do a gig? Um, yeah, I mean, I like to eat healthy now you know i i the older i've got the more i want to you know maintain my weight and not you know i i i work out in the gym six six times a week um so i i take a lot of, i eat a lot of protein i eat fresh fruit i eat fresh vegetables um i don't really drink much alcohol anymore you know i like an occasional beer or a glass of wine but mm. th that's about it um but I, I have in my dressing room, whenever I turn up to a concert now, um, I have uh, like fruit and I have mm. tons of water and I have a jar of, I always have a jar of honey, I have mm. fresh ginger and I have two lemons. And that's, that's what I have and that's all I, and I and a, and a like um, black tea, some, any black tea uh, or a throat coat tea or something like that, an herbal tea. And I make my little concoction, which is um, hot tea with uh, fresh lemon juice, uh, slices of ginger, and I let it steep in a pot for a while. And then when it's cooled down, and, and yeah, a, a large teaspoon of honey. And then when it's cooled down, I put it in a, in a bottle and mm -hmm. I take it on stage with me. And that's what I have on stage. That's the drink I usually have mm, behind. That's the Alfie Bow magic potion. That's the Alfie Bow. <laughs> <laughs> but it's the classic ginger lemon. And I hope it's Manuka honey you treat yourself to, Alfie. It, it, it is It is Manuka, yeah. It is Manuka. So I have yeah. jars and jars of it here. You know, like, yeah. but, um, I can imagine your cupboards now filled of Manuka jars. <laughs> full of Manuka honey. Yeah, it's crazy. I'm like, and before you go on, so you've got your drink, you've got your flask. I'm just trying to visualise, um, you know, pre-Alfibo mindset before you go on stage. Yeah. Do you also listen to other music 
that's different to the music you're about to perform or do you prefer silence before you you're about to perform? yeah yeah i don't really play music before i go on stage mm. uh, you know I've, i'm there to deliver the music so i'm there to focus on on what i'm doing um i like to take a nap now i like to uh you know maybe watch a uh, you know, like a comedy program on 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 YouTube or mm. something on on my iPad, and and just zone out and take my mind off what I'm doing. But then when it comes like to like an hour before the show, you can feel the atmosphere just switch on. It all becomes electric, and you can feel that tent that sort of pulsing tension backstage and the buzz of the crowd and the smell of the of the smoke machine and you know the heat from the lights or whatever it is and it's just people start running around people start get walking faster up and down the corridors and it's an it's an exciting feeling it's an exci exciting moment wow. you know you described that I, so perfectly i felt like i was there <laughs> <laughs> goodness me i mean wow it it does go to show as well the impact i think on your mental health because you need yeah. to get in the zone before before you get on stage. And you mentioned you have a nap. Now I'm fascinated in the link between sleep anyway and performance and how we feel every day. Do you actually yeah. sleep or is it more of a meditative type of relaxation? Um, sometimes I sleep, sometimes I close my eyes and I'll, and, I'll, and I'll drift off for about half an hour to an hour or something. Um, and then other times I can sense what's going on around me. I can sense mm. what's going on in the corridor. Um, you know, one thing is with me as well is that it's an old habit and it, and it goes back to my early operatic days. I always um, have my dressing room door open. Oh. I, never I, I never close my dressing room door. Mm. Um, it, when I close the door, it makes me feel, I don't know, I just feel disconnected. So from from everything from the environment so i leave yeah. my door wide open so i know what's going on up and down the corridors i can hear voices but i'm still mm. sort of zoned out and i can yeah sort of meditate a little bit and calm down and relax and and just slow down you know it's about it's about slowing down yeah i mean it explains how i managed to get into one of your dressing rooms when i was stewarding at the albert hall if you leave the door <laughs> open i'll <I> feel <laughs> That's what happens, That's you get little fans. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's funny, it's funny though, I used to do that at the Festival of Remembrance, yes, um, which yes. is the big, uh, you know, armed Huge forces. Huge event at the Albert Hall. Mm. Yeah, and, and, um, and so I would leave my dressing room door open and throughout the whole day, um, I would have, you know, all the armed so you know, all, all our veterans, all the armed forces, yeah. all coming to my door asking for autographs. I'd oh. bring them in. We'd have a coffee. We'd have a tea. At yeah. one point, at one point, I had to move out of my dressing room and go to the bathrooms to get changed because <laughs> my room was full of people. <laughs> so, oh, bless you, serving all the veterans so tea that. when you're trying to get ready to get on stage. <laughs> but you know that that event is so yeah. it, you know it, it's a wonderful event. It's it's not about you on that yeah. event it's about being a, 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 a figure to portray thanks and gratitude mm. um 
to uh, for 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 the survival of of our country and our nation and the world and being able to do what we do on stage, you know, because yeah. it could be very it could have been very different. I mean, I would say as well there when we link this back to music and our health and our mindset, it's it is a vessel, isn't it, to portray messages just as much as perhaps our overall health. Do you think it can impact someone's health long term having music in their life? Oh my goodness, music has has been proven, scientifically proven, to help people's mental states. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, I work for a, for a number of um, charities that um, deal with autism, kids, children with autism, adults mm -hmm. with autism, uh, elderly people with, with Alzheimer's, uh, dementia, that sort of thing. And, and when you play music to them, the memories come flooding back and it stimulates wow. the minds and it stimulates their emotions again. Mm. And, you know, there's, there's lots of like beautiful videos on YouTube. Um, there's a print, there was a, 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 a video not long that came out not, not long ago of uh, the principal ballerina, I think from the, I want to say the Royal Opera House, but it might've been, New York Valley or something like mm. that, but she was in her, I don't know, late 80s, early 90s, and she had dementia and Alzheimer's, mm. but when they started playing um, the music of uh, Swan Lake, oh, um, mm. yeah, she matched all the movements. They played her back in the day when she was principal ballerina, Wow. And she was sat in the chair. She matched all the arm movements that she did when she was a ballerina, when she wow. was principal ballerina. It's incredible what the power of music and what it can do. And it brings it, and it, a tear yeah, to my eye. <laughs> but it really does sort of, um, it, 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 it helps you survive life, I think, music. Without music, it's, you know, life could be a, a darker place you know yeah i completely agree i was looking into a little bit of it for some research on a book i'm um, currently finishing i must send you one actually when it's done because there's a bit on music yeah, in the brain and it goes to show that it lights up more reward centers in the brain than food does and i think a lot of yeah, people right. you know turn to food when they're feeling you know like life is hard but actually music can be twice as effective at soothing and dealing with stress which i just found fascinating it i think if more people were introduced to it because i don't know how you feel about the current situation in the uk about cuts to funding with arts and music and schools i don't know how that makes you feel it, it's not nice i mean you know they've been cutting funding for for um, music and arts and they've they've for, for years they just mm. don't think it's 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 an important thing um or a vital thing for the financial wealth of the country which is yeah. completely rubbish it just does seem very counterintuitive but i could talk about that alfie for a long time and i've got well, questions from our listeners for you so <laughs> sorry okay <laughs> <laughs> no I, it's something that i'm glad we've actually got into this episode because it's something that i think yeah. needs to be fought for you know the, the special need to protect the arts um yeah okay so mary mary wants to say first of all i love you alfie um <laughs> how did you become confident enough to sing in front of people i'm in the local choir and i just have no confidence oh well um you know um i think initially 
it's about connecting to the words in the song, connecting to what you're saying, connecting to the story. Um, that's the first and foremost thing that you should um, believe in as a performer is when you go out on stage, you're there to tell a story and mm -hmm. you're there to create emotions. And if you don't do that because you're too nervous to, um, then certain members of the audience are going to lose out or the, the audience are going to lose out. You have to have that mindset that you're there to provide um, a service of, uh, you know, creating emotion, creating memories, creating moods and feelings. Um, but and the, and the way to do that is to be affected by the music yourself and be affected by the lyrics and by what you're saying. And when you are affected by the story of the song, then everything else seems to fall into place. Um, it's, it sounds complicated, but it's really not that complicated. It's just it's acting. Mm. Find a character if if you if she wants if she wants to be in the choir and, and be on stage and you know adopt a role, adopt something that takes you away from who you are in present day. Imagine mm. that you're the best soprano in the world or whatever, and you're part of this amazing choir, and you walk mm. out on stage and you become this character, and that always gets you through. But I, you know, because I'm different on stage than I am off. Mm. Um, you know, but but also before you go on stage, do that little trick that I was I was talking about. Visualize yourself doing it, and um, visualize the outcome. Visualize the audience on their feet clapping at the end of the night. Visualize mm. yourself in the bar after the concert with your friends, feeling like you've achieved something. Yeah. Um, and you know that will always help you get through. Brilliant. Well, I think Mary's got some good advice there. And thank you, Alfie. Bianca um, would like to know, she says, I think there's a lot of pressure on females in the music industry to look a certain way. Do you find this pressure being a male who's so successful? Hmm. Um, yeah, that's an interesting question. Yeah. Um, I mean, there's there's a lot of things that you can do to yourself these days to <laughs> to look better um but it's not i mean it's not really about the looks it it's about it's about the the you know the way that you interpret the music yeah. it's about the way that you feel it it's your artistry it's the the way that you sound the way that you present yourself on stage you can be the I mean, not have the greatest looks in the world, but go on stage and sing an amazing song and be the most attractive person on earth. Mm. Um, and I because you are, you know, you're delivering something that stimulates the mind and hearts and souls of people. Um, and you shouldn't try and be something you're not, you know, you shouldn't try and be, uh, um, a model up there with the, you know, the, all yeah. the plastic surgery and mm. all that sort of stuff and the makeup and all that. You shouldn't try and be that. You should just try and be yourself and let the music speak, let the music do the job. Yeah. Um, you know, there's a lot of artists out there that have achieved that. You know, Aretha Franklin, 
wasn't the greatest looking woman on earth, but my God, she was amazing. Yeah. She was she was the most attractive person on stage when when she used to belt out Light those up notes. Light up a whole room, yeah. Exactly. You know, um, there's lots of artists out there that 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 are. Uh, that are, are inspiring in that sort of aspect, you know, who 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 know how to deliver music, who are an instrument. Yeah. You know, that's 100%. a that's another thing, you know. Um there's lots of musical instruments out there that are beaten up and torn apart and got lots of scratches on the on their guitar bodies and hmm. drum kits that have been belted and and trumpets that have been dropped and one thing and another and keyboards that have got a couple of keys missing but when you play them they sound awesome mm. and if you look at yourself like that then you're doing all right as a vintage instrument you know? <laughs> <laughs> and i hadn't even addressed the fact that of course the voice is an instrument and you know the way you have to exercise it you have you have to fuel it i guess in a certain way D does it help your vocal cords do you feel a difference when you move yeah, yeah, I feel a, a, a huge difference when I um, when I have exercised, when I've been to the gym, when I've um, worked out and got the blood flowing around my body. I feel um, totally energized and totally focused on on being able to do my job. Mm -hmm. um, the biggest rem remedy for the voice and for performance is sleep. Yeah. Um, you know, if you're not getting your sleep, if you're not getting a good, I don't know, six to eight hours a night, you know, then, you, you know, that's going to affect you in the long term. You know, mm. you need to you need to rest, you need to sleep, you need to slow down, you need to switch your mind off and keep that fresh because working the body is one thing, but, but you know, working your mind is another, you know, exercising your mind and keeping that sort of rested and clear and and uh stimulated ready to ready to absorb the the environment and the, what you have to do that's yeah, so important feel the too. energy quite literally that you said that exactly. you feel earlier around yeah. the room so alfie it's now time for our fact or fiction round are you ready i will try my best, I will try my best. uh question one X-Factor type shows are fixed with scouted talent. Oh, my goodness. My goodness. Um, I'm going to say fiction because that would be controversial to say fact. <laughs> oh, clever, cleverly answered. I like that one. Um, <laughs> yeah, best not to say more on that one. Um, listening to classical music can relax you. Uh, fact. You have to be naturally talented to sing well. Uh, naturally talented to sing well. Fiction. Fiction. Let's Whispering say. is a good way of saving your voice. Fiction. Mm. Chocolate helps you sing better. Fact. <laughs> <laughs> I love, I'll take that one. Um, a performance is a workout. Fact. Yeah. It can take years to control your voice. Oh, fact, I'd say. Sleeping I upright think. helps perfect your voice. 
<laughs> Can you just explain why I put that in there? Because I found that really yeah. amusing. Um, yeah, I, I, I find that if I have a, a, a heavy schedule of performances, um, so I, you know, like if I have mm -hmm. a two or three performances in a row, um, I tend to sleep up in, I, I tend to sit up in bed at night and try and sleep as, as, as upright as I possibly can, because it doesn't, it doesn't seem to drop my larynx the way that it does if I lie on my back. And so it's, it's easier the following day to get my voice Amazing. back into the place that it was. All I can say is a lot of shows. jealous people, Alfie, that are like, you can literally sleep probably sitting in a chair. Okay. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> very lucky. You're very I, lucky. I have as well. I do that. I sleep in a chair all the <laughs> Don't time. Don't say it. Do not say it. <laughs> um, right. We have two more questions. Uh, listening okay. to music late at night will make it harder to go to sleep. <laughs> uh, fiction. Fiction. Les Miserables is the greatest show of all time. <laughs> Fact, or I would be sacked on the spot and never work again for Cameron exactly. McIntosh. <laughs> well done. That was a brilliant fact or fiction round. Thank, Thank you. you. Thank you. <laughs> um, I'm really sad because that wraps up the episode, but we, um, we always oh, finish. I know, I'm, I'm gutted, but we do finish with take-home nuggets of information, like a food for thought. And I'm, I'm going to kick off by saying that um, I think in today's day and age, what Alfie said in this episode has been really um, groundbreaking in a way, because I think we've underestimated the ability music has to have an impact on our emotions and our everyday lives. And I think it's really underutilised. And it could help with so many different scenarios. And even like Alfie mentioned, visualization. These are tools that people aren't really taught at school. They're things that if you're lucky enough to listen to a podcast like this or come into contact with somebody that, you know, walks life in this way that you could potentially try. So I think there's just a lot missing in life and we need to be sharing experiences more. That That's my take-home message. But Alfie, if you have something you could leave our listeners with, what would that be? You know, that, that's incredible what you just said. That's um, amazing. And to try and top that is, is, not, <laughs> is not an easy, easy task. But, you know, you're, you're, this, this podcast talks a lot about art and creativity and emotions and nutrition and the connection with that. Um, you know, and, and you said earlier on that people turn to food for mm. comfort, you know, and, and if they turn to music, food is so closely connected with music. Mm. It's surprising. It's so surprising to me. It, it's, it's been like a, a, a parallel world. Yeah. You know, music yeah. is full of flavors. Music is full of emotions. Music is full of ingredients of fast, of slow, of crescendos, of diminuendos, of short notes, of long mm. notes, of high notes, of low notes. Um, mu food is full of herbs and spices and flavors mm. and, and, and sauces and vibrant colors and things like that. And, and what do both of these things do? They stimulate the soul. Yeah. They stimulate your soul and they, give your mind creativity, they feed your body. Both of these aspects feed your body, music and food. And if we have the right balance, 
and we're listening to the right stuff or, or, or fulfilling our musical goals and fulfilling our dietary goals, then you're on the right path for a, a strong life, a strength, yeah. a, a life of strength and, and, and a good journey ahead, I think. Oh, um, I'm grinning from ear to ear, Alfie. <laughs> That's just beautiful and also a wonderful positive note. I, I think you really, I mean, a lot of people often say, why on earth did you go from music to nutrition? But I think you just explained it beautifully there. Um, it's so <laughs> intrinsically interlinked. And have you got anything that you would like to share with our listeners coming up? So I've heard about your music academy. Is there any anywhere you'd like to direct people to? Yeah. Um, yeah, I've I've, I've um, recently done an online music course for music gurus uh, to sort of help people fulfil their vocal ability. Um, doesn't have to be the best singer in the world. You just have to enjoy music and give it a shot. Um, that's online for downloading. Um, I'm going to be performing again at the end of the year, starting a tour in November with uh, Michael Ball. Um, we're going to be on the road. Um, I think the twenty, I think it, I can't remember the dates now, but it, it's all on the <laughs> all on the internet. We we hit the road in November, um, and then I've been writing a lot of my own music throughout the whole of the pandemic. Amazing. And I've, I'm bringing out a brand new album next year of original material, all mm -hmm. all original songs. And that will be out probably in the spring, summertime next year. Alfie, that's incredible. And I can't wait to hear your own music. That, what a journey. I can really imagine this would be a completely different side of music that we've heard from you before, clearly. It is. It's very, you know, personal. The stories are personal. Mm. I've had a lot to write about over the last, well, the last year, few years, recent years in the last... 47 years I've had a lot to write about yeah. um so so um yeah there's stories in there that uh I think people everybody could probably relate to um, and the music's not um you know the music's exciting it's a different mm. direction for me it's my own music it's a, it's where I really feel myself at at the moment you know um yeah. And, and and I hope people enjoy it. I hope people like like what I've done. I am without a doubt that they will. And Alfie, we can't wait to hear your expression of music and we'll be looking out for everything next year. Thank you so, so much for giving up your, Thanks, for your time. Thanks for coming on Food for Thought. It's been lovely talking to you. You take care. Thank you. If you are enjoying Food for Thought, you are going to absolutely love our up and coming episodes. So if you don't already, make sure you're subscribed. That way you will be the first to hear it every Monday. It would also be brilliant if you have the time to leave a review. These reviews are so crucial to make sure that we can reach more people and of course reach those higher highs in the charts. For more information about my nutrition clinic, the books, healthy recipes, and so much more, please visit nutrition.com. You can follow me at nutrition on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, TikTok, and YouTube. And of course, don't forget the science of nutrition. My latest book will be out December the 30th, 2021. Hold up. 
What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hello, Fresh. 